I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. All right. Today, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Christy Barber. Again. Again. Yay. (laughs) This is Christy's second time on the podcast. We will link her first episode um, in the description box. Awesome. So Christy is known for getting things done. Her focus is implementation of solutions and processes to drive profitability. Her company, the fitness accounting firm was started to help fitness business owners keep their business in shape and grow to the next level. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Did you like my handcrafted bio totally for you? <laughs> Since we all know writing is very difficult for me sometimes. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I cobbled together what you sent me and your LinkedIn profile. And I was like, I got this. I know, Christy. We can handle it. So what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, gosh. I would say disorganized people. You understand. I feel you. Here's the shoebox. (laughs) Have fun. Oh, no. 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 Don't bring me your shoebox. I don't like I that. I will hand it back to you. Or even the forensic part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a number in here that doesn't make sense. Where did that come from? And then trying to mm-hmm. go back and find that. I've been, I've done that a few times. Detective work. It's fun. It's but fun. annoying at the same yep. time, right? Yeah. You get to what figure is out number? the story. <laughs> Why is it there? <sighs> Hair everywhere. Um, so your new focus is on fitness businesses. Why this new niche? So new niche, well, I would say you kind of inspired me to I niche did, down. Did I do that? You did with your veterinarians. Yes. Yes. I love our so it kind of made me think, what is something that I'm really passionate about mm-hmm. and something I know? Mm-hmm. And then instead of casting my net so wide, let's start narrowing it down so that I can focus on really helping an industry that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and love. So yeah. fitness, I mean, it's my entire life. Fitness, fitness is in my top five too. Yeah. Like when I was putting together all the, you know, the things I love, things I'm passionate about, like fitness was on the top of that yeah. list. Um, so I'm had, I'm so happy you did right? it. <laughs> I'll take over. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you can do the taxes for all of them. Be great. Deal. So then you can feel like I you're love, part of I love the this fitness plan. industry too. Yeah. I mean, just like with any other businesses, um, you know, most people who start a business are they're technicians, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do and most, you know, personal trainers and business owners, they're technicians in how to do fitness. They're right. not fitness technicians mm-hmm. or they're not accounting technicians or finance technicians. So um, what are some of the key things most fitness business owners are missing when it comes to finance and accounting? So some of the things that I've seen pop up is understanding equipment expenses mm-hmm. and what do you really need as opposed to what you may need to rent mm-hmm. per se oh, yeah. for a while instead of going in just saying, I'm going to buy the top level of every equipment out there Mm -hmm. maybe there's some you know other ways looking at that other ones are having more uh more square footage than what they need and so running a metric on that or what's your revenue per square foot and if it's too low of a number you know why is that or you know is it a type of space that you can have other people use it during the hours that you're not using it Mm -hmm. can you you know some people are starting to sell 
uh, like in a front end boutique, like here's fitness apparel or mm -hmm. whatnot, what type of space can you utilize off of that to then start bringing extra income in? So those are kind of the two things that I've seen. So they're missing, they're missing an understanding of equipment purchases because mm -hmm. it's real easy to probably it just is. go buy the best out there. Yeah. Like how many fun. Olympic bars do you really need? Right. Because <laughs> I've seen, you know, I've seen gyms with like 20 Olympic bars mm -hmm. and they really only use five. Yep. Very interesting. So utilization. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't know there was a rent option. There is. Awesome. So I have a client that does that. Well, lease, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, and you can lease to own kind of like a car mm -hmm. or you can just, you know, once the lease is done, then you can return that equipment um, yeah. and get a new one. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what are the key, some of the key strategies um, you help these businesses implement? So some of the key ones I'm working on right now is like we've talked about before, metrics, mm -hmm. having important. some key ones in place, but not putting too many in place where they start dictating how you should run your company because it's it's a good or bad thing. Mm -hmm. You can have so many metrics in place that you're not running your business per se. You're letting these metrics say, oh, well, it says this, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to navigate this mm -hmm. way instead of finding maybe three to four key ones that will direct you. That's awesome. So um, I actually have a question about too many metrics. Um, I do find, and you can tell me if this is what you also find, is um, when you're tracking too many metrics, they tend to tell you different things. Mm -hmm. And so you're not sure what the actual answer is. Yep. Or you're manipulating them to say what you want them to say. That happens too. Right? You're like, oh, this number, that means that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And really it doesn't. But yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so tell me some of your favorite metrics. Favorite metrics, I always like revenue per member. Oh, so you can kind of see what they're generating. You can also look at what current members are further generating. So are they coming back for repeat sales or are they just buying a membership? Mm -hmm. Kind of track that. Um, I like to see based on... I like the revenue per square footage because that's a good that's a key good indicator of what you're doing. Um, kind of looking at sales, so breaking that down. Um, I know depending on what kind of gym it is, so mm -hmm. you can say here's just my members per sales. This is you know personal training. You know have all of those, and then you Pretty can combine time. them as a picture to see what your trends are per. And then year. having goals around all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you sell, you know, monthly packages or you have a, you know, a number that you yep. want to hit every month or whatever, mm -hmm. tracking those and making sure that whatever you're doing marketing wise is actually bringing those, yep, bringing it in because you're going to have people leaving, you're going to have people adding. So you have to make sure that your arbitrage matches, mm -hmm. makes sense. And look at what that fallout rate is. Is there a reason why more people fall off during certain times of the year? Mm -hmm. And I always recommend doing a TTM, so 12 months. Um, look at your financials. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking from August to August, don't do fiscal year because then you can start seeing trends. What is TTM? 12 months. <laughs> trailing 12 months. There you go. Trailing 12 months. I was like, I was so like trailing 12 trailing months. Yeah. yeah. So we always want to look out the past 12 mm -hmm. months. Um, and that's how we always do comparative like month to months or year to dates to dates. Right. Because if you're trying to, you have to always compare apples to apples. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're watching, because that's how we track growth, true. And that's how we track yep. expenses. That's how we track all these things. So if we're doing that trailing 12 month, then we can see the trends. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, 
and you can always use it as a benchmark too. Yeah, you know, and comparative to others out there, some websites. Uh, I think Zen Planner has benchmarks that you can download mm -hmm. to start comparing to, mm -hmm. and then start matching and seeing where you want to go with that, depending on size. I love that. Um, and you know, in Colorado, we have a lot of fitness everywhere. So, Every corner. <laughs> so when you're looking at industry benchmarks, um, you want to make sure that they are. Um, they're comparative and yeah. they're geographically um, good because yep. otherwise you might be comparing yourself to like nationally, which we know that it's Col not or even certain areas. Yeah. Like, like say San Diego may be totally different than here. Right. So Colorado is one of the fittest or Denver is mm -hmm. one of the fittest um, states really like with the fittest state. But like I'm sure there's parts of Colorado that are less fit. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're doing apples to apples yep. on our industry benchmarks. And, the, and that even helps then when you take those interesting benchmarks and make them down to a KPI, make sure that you're consistent too. Because mm -hmm. you could have that measure and you're like, oh, my sales were this, but I noticed a club in Colorado Springs was this. Mm -hmm. They could be too different just because of the areas. Even. Yeah. The demographics could mm -hmm. be totally different also. Yeah. So what um, – how do you know you are tracking too many metrics? I would say you're tracking too many metrics when all you do is look at metrics all day long <laughs> to make a decision that you don't use that intuitive gut mm -hmm. feeling based off maybe four metrics that you have mm -hmm. in place. Because I think anything outside of four, you can't make a decision. They always mm -hmm. say, what is it, after three choices, you your brain just can't really make a decision. Mm -hmm. It has to be narrowed down. So I kind of use the same philosophy with metrics. Mm -hmm. If you have more than that, you're not going to pay attention because it's overwhelming. I think um, an important thing to say here about metrics is your cash balance on any given day is not a metric. It is not a metric. That's not Nor does what have. you're – yeah, that, that's something totally different. <laughs> and it could be once a company gets bigger, you have metrics for each department. So it could be sales has three key mm -hmm. metrics, marketing does, finance does. Mm -hmm. But when you're first starting out, it might be important, I think, to pick one from each of those departments mm -hmm. until, they, until they actually become their own. That's a good idea. <clears throat> also, um, one of the benefits of having metrics – is when you do bring people on is to tell them what their focus is mm -hmm. or to help them understand what their focus is. Um, and then also you can compensate them on those metrics because you figure out what your metrics are, yep. right? If I need five new clients a month and I go buy a, go hire a salesperson or go hire somebody to do marketing, I can tell them this is, this is what needs to happen, yep. right? And then you know whether they're doing a good job mm -hmm. of that or not. Exactly. And it's a great... They're parameters for them as well mm -hmm. to say, hey, you get to this point, here's your incentive. You get mm -hmm. to this one, here's mm -hmm. the next incentive, and mm -hmm. it breaks it down. And it helps you know what kind of sales may be coming through so then you can make sure the correct staffing is in place too. So mm -hmm. let's say it's the first of the year because mm -hmm. everybody gets a gym membership at the beginning of the year. Whether they use it past <laughs> the first week of the year, that's a different story. Yeah. But – um, I think there's better marketing in place to get people to stay on and not drop off after, mm -hmm. what did they say, New Year's resolutions last for about – I think it's till um, – Like first part of February. I think everything I've read is um, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. The goal is to get people to last through St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. And that's when, like, everything just kind of, kind of falls off. Falls up. It's not a Valentine's Day. It's, like, one of those. It's one of the two. One of those two holidays. Yeah, because so, I've, I've heard different ones. Some are, like, it's two weeks. Others, it's two months. Yeah. It just depends. But I think 
if a gym can put the proper marketing behind that to help make those people not mm-hmm. fall off, to keep them mm-hmm. involved and not wanting to give up so easily. Yeah, and then so that speaks to what programs are working mm-hmm. to get to keep people yep. on. Um, you know, what do people really want in their fitness? Mm-hmm. How are we, you know. How are you hearing your clients? Yeah. You what know? are their goals? Yep. You know, are we working with people that have the same goals? Because um, that makes it easier to start streamlining processes exactly. and systems. Um, you know, somebody's goal might be to lose weight. Mm-hmm. How do we help How do we them? Help do them? That? Yeah. Um, As opposed to somebody that wants to do a Spartan race and prep for that. How do you help them? Right. Who want, you know, if people want to just get stronger, which is mm-hmm. just my thing. I just want to get stronger. Yeah. Um, mentally and physically. Um, if the weight loss happens, it does. But, you know, it depends on people's goals mm-hmm. and how you train them. Um, so yeah, so if you're doing just Spartans, you know, yeah. you're training for just Spartans, that looks totally different than the person who mm. wants to lose weight. Yep. That might be helpful because you have to pull yourself over things, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done, you've done one. I did it. I did a Spartan yeah. a year ago in August. I've only done train races. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> never again. Um, so what systems are important for a service business to implement? accounting wise so i think for sure have a quickbooks or zero um even something i've seen some people starting to move to a small version of netsuite even mm-hmm. as they're and these are more so gyms that might be scaling quickly mm-hmm. that they're going to be franchised out or whatever so now they're on a larger system that can easily be connected with mm-hmm. multiple users mm-hmm. um so that's always you got to have accounting software excel spreadsheets no, no, they don't. They out. don't give you a real picture of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. A POS system, mm-hmm. um, so you can ring through all your purchases, and if possible, have that link to your whatever finance system you're using. And I know QuickBooks has their own point of sale system, mm-hmm. you know, and various other softwares do too. If not, a plugin or an mm-hmm. API is there. Mm-hmm. So, so a tech stack that works together. Yep. Super important. Very important. Um, if you're paying people by time, making sure that your time system works mm-hmm. properly. Yes. Um, a system to, to do recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. You want that every month. Every at month. the beginning of every month for that income to come in. Um, Because that's how we best run our Mm -hmm. cash flow, right? Yep. So you don't have to run everybody's cards. You You want something that automatic Mm -hmm. time saver. (laughs) So POS system and then some kind of dashboarding system. Yep, some kind of dashboarding system for the KPIs so you can see those real time. Mm -hmm. And I would say something to to manage inventory. So if a gym sells apparel or nutritional products, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that's tracked. Yeah. I don't think – I think most gyms are – I mean, especially small-owned are pretty tiny retail systems. Yep. Then we have to do sales tax. Yes. <laughs> so so, um, so then my next question for you was what systems are important for retail businesses? So inventory tracking. Yes. Um, and then what else do you do? You usually implement for retail businesses, especially well, it's large? Like, Christy works with a lot of the huge manufacturing systems. Yeah, so it's all the ERP systems. And a lot of those, it's making sure you have the right sales tax mm. software put in, which I recommend Avalara. It's yeah. my favorite because it works with most every software out there, and it's affordable, mm-hmm. and it grows with you. And they've got it figured out. Yeah, they have it all figured out for you. And your software can dump in your numbers, and you're, you're good. Yeah, we find, you know, we only do like one site sales tax. 
Um, sales tax has been a huge, it's been a huge conversation around e-commerce. It's been a huge conversation with the Wayfair stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and until Congress actually does something to help small businesses, we really, it's hard. the sales tax has to really be on point. Yep. It's a huge, it could be a huge issue. Mm -hmm. You could end up with 10 states in your back pocket trying to get more money, um, and an audit. Yep. And I would say the other biggest thing is payroll. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I yeah. highly recommend outsourcing that. Don't do it yourself. Please don't do your own no. payroll. It's cheaper in the long run to hire somebody to do it. It's less of a headache. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is input the hours that somebody works, and you're done in probably five, ten minutes max. Yeah, we don't. I refuse to do payroll. Um, and it's exactly the same reason you do. Um, there's too much compliance. Yeah. There's too many compliance paces on just – I mean, even if you have one site and one state, you have – five to six compliance pieces mm -hmm. that have to be done correctly. You have to know how often you have to pay in. You have to know how to pay it in. You have to file all the reports. Mm -hmm. It just makes more sense to use a company that that's that knows what that. they do. Yeah, because I have a client that has 27 locations. <gasps> and, you know, there's different – like mm -hmm. Denver has an occupational tax where a different city doesn't have Aurora that. Does, so I need to know yeah. which employees actually work at which site mm -hmm. to then – say okay they have to have this amount taken out of their check mm -hmm. each pay period yeah that's a lot it's yeah. a lot to know it is um i have a client who just um, found out that they weren't paying in their colorado withholding oh um quick enough so <laughs> they were paying in quarterly when they really they should be paying in monthly, monthly. and they just got a bill for like twenty five hundred dollars in penalties yeah yeah, and if you had a third party, they they're gonna help you yeah, avoid stuff like that. Funny enough, they were on a third party. Oh. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. With that. You're like, whoops. <laughs> he sent me the he sent me the notices, and I was like, I think maybe you weren't paying in quick enough. You know, on the right schedule. Yeah, I don't know though, but that's why we give you to a yep. payroll company because that's a lot of things to track. It is, and if you're spread, it spreads you thin because. Mm. You can't be a payroll expert when you're trying to run all these other components of the business. and Nor should you. Should nor you. should you. No. That's so one yeah. of those things that you really just hand over. Third party. And always a good CPA. Yes. Right. Don't use TurboTax. Good tax, good tax yep. person. Yeah, to or help. Or EA, EAs, EAs. EAs are great. Amazing too. Yeah, just to be able to plan out for the future mm -hmm. and – are you going down the right route? Do you need to start withholding, like you said, withholding different taxes for your estimated mm -hmm. because your business is growing and you don't want to be hit with a big tax bill at the end of the year? Entity. Are yep. you about to blow past limits for the Tax Cuts mm -hmm. and Jobs Act, QBI deduction? Like there's just so many moving so many components. Things. Yeah. And if you don't have a good tax person, you're not going to know those things. And a turbo tax is not going to tell you. No. no. And your tax person you see once a year. That yep. you pay two hundred fifty dollars to. Will not tell you. Tell you that. Mm -mm. So before I ask you my last question, where is the easiest way for people to find you? You can find me on Instagram mm -hmm. at Fitness Accounting Firm, and also website fitnessaccountingfirm.com. Awesome. We'll link all that stuff in yep. the description box for you. Yeah. Yay. So final question: What is the biggest mistake you find in businesses' um, accounting systems, and what is the remedy? I think transparency is a huge problem of because most larger companies, they'll have somebody that's an AR and an AP and they don't talk to each other. Mm. And a lot of times maybe 
a pay a past due payment will come in and they don't know why it hadn't been paid and mm-hmm. I find that I've seen that a lot in the companies I've worked with this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't you pay this? Well, it didn't have this, or you know, there's right. just that miscommunication as well in the processes. Yep. And not knowing why something was purchased. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you can match it to an invoice and it's being keyed in, was it actually received and did we actually need it? Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, and for small businesses, I do find that a lot of them, um, transparency transparency is huge in not yeah. understanding their financials. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have somebody on the back end doing doing the bookkeeping and they don't know what's, what's going on. No. Or what needs to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a problem for growth. Yep. And it's... A problem for potential fraud mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a problem it's just a problem to not have proper books and yeah. to be to be knowing what they look like or flushing personal through business Ooh, like that's a i huge problem that is that's a big big pet peeve of mine don't use the company card as an atm yeah absolutely like, not you're you need to take if it's an s corp then you're gonna take you should take an extra draw mm-hmm. if there's a lot of these expenses or pay yourself a better wage, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. instead of because you can't get a clear picture of what your company's doing if everything's being flushed through as a shareholder distribution. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of cash going mm-hmm. out. That doesn't that's not that doesn't need for to. cash flow. No. Or your business. Yeah, and then planning. Yeah. It's, on top of the fact that you might end up in huge huge legal hot water yep. if somebody sues you and you've been putting a bunch of personal stuff through your business. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Not good. It's not a good plan. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Yay. This is fun. It is fun. <laughs> thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.